welcome to the PC Movie Girl podcast. This is me, Aaron, and I'm here with my mother, Lisa. Hello. And on this episode, we are going to talk about the 1957 movie, uh, The Incredible Shrinking Man. Uh, it's This is also a very special request from my mother to talk about this, because the, I think it was already back in 2014 that she like, sent me an email mentioning the shrinking man the first time and what was the reason that you like got excited about it like what, what why did you want want to go into this shrinking business uh, i uh, read a book by paul oster called a report from the interior from 2013 maybe i read it over ah I don't remember if I read it in Finnish or English, but so see, he wrote his um, kind of a diary of his childhood and grown-up things, what what affected him, and I think it's wonderful that somebody so experienced in writing and in in life writes about how he became into this. Conclusions which he says a genius writer now, mm. so adult. So how he became and what affected him, and I think it's not right that they generally they criticize this book, his mm. his diary books he has done as a, uh, inferior to his other books. I don't think so. I think oh. they're very important and they give me at least a lot of of. Uh, uh, strength, what you mm. call no. strength, or yeah. like you you really like Paul Auster books in general? Oh yes, I've automatically I read all his books, and now now even it's not yet come to Finland. This the latest book, one, two, three, four, it's called. Oh yeah. And so I'm waiting for it. Very exciting. I already ordered it from the library, and it's not even come to Finland yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure it's good. It's He's so good. Yeah. So so fascinating to see. He wrote about. He saw this film as ten year old. That's the point. Mm, okay. And he wrote about it in the book. Yes. Uh, it, that's wonderful. Also, in the middle of the book, he suddenly starts to tell about it. all details about this film and also the photos there and everything and. It's, yeah, it but, made him great mm, impact. But I, I also I had this experience with Paul Oster's books. Like I, I remember, I, I really like uh, also all of his books. Um, but especially, it really touched me the book, The Invention of Solitude, which was about his father. Yeah. And about fatherhood. I mm. think I, I really want to read it again. By the way. Like, yeah. It, 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 it's very, yeah very meditative mind that he has like he, he can really kind of jump in and out from different points in life and analyze different things and and especially in that book it was really beautiful how he he analyzed uh the pinocchio story yes I remember, very yeah. deeply yeah and it really struck me like how how well he could kind of like dive deep into that concept and so i i, I cannot um i don't uh What's the word? I don't... Uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. That he can, he can do that. Mm. So anyway, I immediately afterwards, of course, I uh, borrowed it from the library DVD. Yeah. And I was surprised, you know, that the, the, the cover was in color. And I now I see that all the posters of this film are in color but it's in black and white <laughs> and I love the black and white I love the black and white yeah <laughs> true it's true <laughs> <laughs> I, but, I, but a lot of movie posters were in color what's the reason to make the movie poster also in black and white it would be very dull but I was expecting to see a, black, a color movie when ah, I yeah, true. Yeah. but in those times of course the, all the films were in black and white. Mm. Yes. So, oh, probably in those times. I, I guess. Okay. But this, this indeed is marvelous in black and white. It's so beautiful yes. shot and the, yeah. the, the and and I especially really love the 
the time period setting because this happens in 1950s of yes. course so i yeah. i was noticing a lot of this uh, wonderful 50s decoration in the background which was of course completely like um normal in that time yeah like, um, yeah yeah of course yeah but but now it's retro it's retro or something and yeah vintage and and all the clothing and everything like that but it's but I really love to watch this. Like I, these days, I start to see movies really in this kind of way that I, I start to look at uh, decorations and background mm. art and set pieces. Like we went to see, like just kind of get out of this this talk. We went out to see the new Star Wars Rogue One, and uh, the best thing about the movie is all the background set pieces and the art direction. Wow. Like I just love seeing all the clothes and all the the. Um, machines and all the buttons and all the spaceships and yeah. that, that's the best thing about that movie for me and and also in this movie it was really a joy like to see just the whole setup like how they built ah, the movie and so, everything yes yeah, so that that's if now i realize what what i like yesterday i watched a movie um <clears throat> the thing <laughs> really? yeah the thing but it was from 1951. I used the original. One. The original, and uh-huh. it's by Howard Hawks and uh, Christian Naibi. So, what wonderful machines they had there! You know those big boxes, all the computer thing, like uh, the scientific machines were big boxes with big yeah. uh, <laughs> buttons and things. Very, very funny and nice. Wonderful to see. Yeah. It's very naive film, this 1951 thing. Yeah. Naive it was, but uh, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. I, uh, it, I'm surprised that I gave it four stars. Oh, okay. That's great. Yeah, and it but, was idiotic the way they acted. But, but yeah, uh, another movie that kind of like comes back to our shrinking team is The Fantastic Voyage. That oh, that, yes. mo- that movie also has amazing machines, amazing like because it's that that movie is like supposed to be like this futuristic and very scientific science fiction. You know, it's about like in that movie, it's like, like a, a, they have to shrink to mi- microscopic size and they are injected into some man. So the whole movie is is taking place like inside a human being in in the organs and stuff and they have like these little spaceships and they are like flying through the blood vessels like, and everything <laughs> <laughs> and and i i just it's it's the the, the the yeah in that movie the best part is the whole the machines and all the the weird thing because like <laughs> because <laughs> because the the they have this huge the headquarters yeah. you know like they they have like this um all the machines to observe the spaceship or the well organ ship or how do you call this this little ship <laughs> this, that they are like the vessel that they are traveling with they are like inside the the body and they have like these huge monitors and then the the map of how they are like observing the ship is like it's just like this huge picture of a cartoon anatomy like a cutout <laughs> of a human just laying down and you can see just his like silhouette and then they have like a blinking light just somewhere. <laughs> and they're going there. Yeah, and they're like, mm, now they are in the in the lungs. You know, like that's that's how they observe it. It's stupid. And yeah. That film is very, very good. That we can recommend really for it's it's us. As entertaining as any uh, Star Wars or anything. Yeah, well, yeah. For me, it was sometimes a little bit slow on the action and all these things. It, it sometimes takes a little bit too long for for all the things that it wants to do. Like it's 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 kind of weird move in the sense that it 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 wants to kind of show off all these effects as long as possible in a yeah, way. Yeah. Like it doesn't it doesn't have the comfortability to or uh, to to just cut away and just use it for the editing. Like for example in the again in the headquarters when they start shri- shrinking the ship down they there is this scene where like they they have to go into this like big room you know big laboratory room where they, it's there's the big ship and then it shrinks and then this this kind of robot comes into the room with this like arm and it, it has to pick the little 
microscopic sand, you know, the 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 ship, and then place it in in the in the in the in the needle, you know, in the yeah. to that they can inject it and stuff. And it takes forever. It's the slowest <laughs> machine. You know, and we were just watching. It. Oh my god. Why, why do we have to see every minute of this scene? Because uh, we are modern people, and those times it was extraordinary. Yeah, they they really wanted to show off this extraordinary machine and this. this but you know, sci-fi. I I have even mentioned here to myself that it got you know that it got two Oscars. Oh, the Os- Incredible Shrink. Oh, which movie? Fantastic this Voyage. Fantastic Voyage. Art direction and special visual effects. So it got Oscar photos. <laughs> well, they were great. That, that, those are the, the best things about it. It's yeah. funny. And they, like, yeah, when they are like inside organ fighting bacteria or something, it's really, or like, you know, like uh, white cells or something because they are trying to push them away yeah. from the body and stuff. It's, uh, it's really fun. The best thing for me in this uh, fantastic voyage, which was a, Wonderful experience altogether. The best thing was the the beginning, the texts in the beginning, the way they were done. It's very rare, I think, so well, so well. Mm. I I enjoyed the you know the beginnings and the endings when they are well done. So I love them. Mm. So this movie has oh, one yeah, of the yeah. best. Yeah, it has. One yeah, it's very interesting. These kind of shots of the laboratory. All these little machines and things, and it's like, yeah, it's kind of like a re- report. Yeah, it reminds right. me of like, uh, yeah, like a, like a typewriter uh, lettering mm. and stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. Really cool. Yeah. It was really nice. So I really I gave it four stars. I didn't give it five stars, even if I love it. It's a bit, but something was not. <laughs> Maybe those. <laughs> <laughs> Those uh, slow parts or something. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this uh, back to the incredible shrinking man. This this is a once in a lifetime film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is a really funny movie. Like, um, it's it's really simple. Like they they really don't. They, yeah, there's like no mis- like it it. it the movie begins. They are on a boat, and the and there is like this strange mist that comes out mm-hmm. of nowhere, and the man is of course in the mist, uh, not the woman. Yeah. And then he start, and then the man starts shrinking slowly every day, and that's. But it. very that's, slowly, very yeah, slow. Very slowly in the beginning, and and it's there's. I, I like the fact that there is no real explanation or reason like they gave they give some kind of scientific reason for it like okay it was because of radiation and because of insect um uh like the cloud of insects yeah like when they when they they have agriculture and they farm it like they they put this insect yeah yeah like this um uh, yeah, yeah, pesticide. Yeah, and and so the combination of these things made him shrink for some reason. It's, it's impossible, of course, but they have to give it like some weird reason. And it's it's so American fifties the style and everything, like the, how they talk and how they are everything. And you know what? It's it really reminded me of um, of a Twilight episode. Do you know what is Twilight Zone? I have watched it a lot in my time, but I've totally forgot. It's I like, only remember the music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the opening. The oh, yes. Welcome to the Twilight Zone. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like this, uh, also black and white, like maybe in the 50s or something. I don't know if it was before Incredible Shrinking Man or after. And it's it was like a series of like short movies that were all like some kind of extraordinary story, you know, some kind of magical realism you know like but this is like this mal mald mulberry what is his name this the scully and um, malden Mulder and scully like x-files yeah. yeah kind of like x-files yeah yeah in, in, in that style yeah like i think x-files got a lot from twilight zone they had they had like a monster of the week and stuff but um yeah like twilight zone always had this like yeah that 
kind of extraordinary mystery stories about like usually like an individual subject perspective of of certain indi- like individual like their weird experience in something yeah and now it doesn't come in any interesting examples but shrinking man this movie could have been like an episode of twilight zone you know like a man one day discovers that he starts shrinking and yeah. then it's about his story and stuff but they made like a whole movie of, of i i think it's lucky that they made the whole movie it's yeah this is yeah it's a fine experience Although it's 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 very simple, like it's it's very yeah it's, it starts off and then it just shows the whole pro, pro process of what happens mm. while it's shrinking. But there's so much in it. There's a lot of in every scene and every part of the story. There's a lot of content, I think, a lot of detail yes. in the psychology of the characters. Yes, and emotions and excitement yeah I, this was yeah. really one of the most exciting movies i've seen in a while like I, you go to these star wars and i i went to rogue one i i was explaining and most of the time in the action i wasn't excited it's like oh, okay action you know like it's it's exciting okay in, in the end of the movie it's very exciting because of the pacing and everything and you're like in the war and in the war zone and you know lasers pew 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 and stuff but <laughs> But on the shrinking man, there's this scene where he has to, uh, he he's in the cellar and he's minus call and he has to jump this very small gap on a between two planks, you know, like yeah. which is a huge canyon for him. He explains it in the, and mm-hmm. and there is this like little paint stick that is stuck, and mm-hmm. he he tries to use this as a bridge to jump you know like yeah. to get closer and then the stick starts getting off oh. i was really on my on the edge of my seat like oh my god oh my god what is that <laughs> i was really with this guy all the way through his yeah experience like it was a really incredible journey i think that mm. he took and it was really fun this well, i think was it in this book or in the film or paul oster said or something but i, I wrote even to my that when you see this the world has maybe paul oster wrote it right? when you see this the world will never be the same again hmm. yeah i think that i think that's the effect of a lot of these kind of movies when yeah. when we when we like this, the fantastic voyage and the incredible shrinking man and then there was the movie i remember like i think when i was young i saw the movie honey i shrink our kids yes yeah honey, yeah i shrink the kids and i remember in that also like that was i i think that movie had the same effect on me when i was young because you the, in that movie the little children are shrunk and i remember always the whole they they end up into the other side of the yard outside on the grass and the whole yes. movie is like them trying to get through this grass yeah and it's like a huge jungle with the ants and stuff like that and that's remarkable it's like incredible idea that the little grass is yeah. like a huge vast jungle and then the parents they are so paranoid that they they don't accidentally step on the kids so they hang themselves on ropes <laughs> and then with the binoculars or something like look into the grass you know and then yeah. all the neighbors are looking at like what the hell is happening here and i i remember that there was a gr- grass mower yeah there was a grass Lo- mower, lawn yeah. mower yeah. which was that i'll never forget it's <laughs> it's <laughs> so terrible yeah. machine for yeah, those so i so i think this yeah these movies have a very profound effect on perspective and idea of space yeah also this you remember draw uh, animation uh, about the cat cat the borrowers the the arietti arietti yeah yeah the the borrowers yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. very exciting there there i remember this girl trying to get down from table or from something which it's an enormous operation yeah. <laughs> and she goes she has to go down or up some furniture yeah and and in that in that movie i think the the really in the special 
treat this the the idea of like how the little because they are like this uh, race of creatures that are very very small they look like humans and then they kind of they borrow little items and they make these items to uh to be their own household items in their house in their home yeah. so they so they take all kind of just little like Arietti has uh as a as a sword or something he has a you know like a needle mm-hmm. or something you know like every, uh, that, I think that's a very incredible thing about that perspective is to like you start seeing every little item that you have as a like poten- like how yeah potential tool yeah potential it's another useful. perspective yeah so even the slightest little thing can have a magnificent uh use or something in in another way and yeah kind of accidentally like in this movie in the in incredible shrinking man the man also uses a needle yeah as a weapon and this, I think there was some, it's a time I saw it, it's a long time I'm waiting mm. to talk about it. So there, I think there were matchsticks. Yeah, there were some matchsticks. Yeah, there was a the huge matchsticks that he liked. And, <laughs> and he uses the match, matchbox as a home and stuff. Yeah, yeah but originally he was a grown-up man. A very normal, nice grown-up yeah. man who is married to a wife. Mm. And the wife loves him to the end. Yeah. You know, it's, she she has this affection to him and it never wavers. That's I think remarkable also that this this emotions keep she don't just uh, <laughs> throw him or yeah. something. Yeah. She's nicely taking care of him and tries to take care of him until he, she can't see him anymore. <laughs> yeah, although like it's it because there happens a twist where the, the cat attacks, you know. Yeah. And then, but and then it we we kind of fell with Meadow. Meadow said that, you know, because she thinks that he, the cat ate the, the man, so oh. she, she thinks that he's dead. But then oh. Meadow, yeah, and that's why. Yeah, she, the that's wife. Why, yeah, yeah, the wife. She, yeah. She thinks that that he's dead, yeah. and uh, but in reality he's in the cellar. Yeah, so, he fell there. Yeah, and that that accident. that is the point where he kind of lost. Li- he gets he gets lost he, he loses the connection to to the environment yeah he to becomes the human really world. yeah becomes him he becomes really alone you know by himself and but then we were kind of thinking all the time like metal was saying like but you know if i would love my woman or something i, I would at least go and check the cellar you know yeah oh yeah <laughs> if, everybody if, if, i was thinking and and it's funny because earlier we see that she's like but she went to the cellar yeah but earlier she did went to the cellar because she puts the cake that later becomes a very important uh, plot, <laughs> plot element is the cake <laughs> and so he has this he makes this costume in the cellar for some reason like it's a bad lighting for that and it's not a nice place <laughs> to make your clothes in the cellar but she's doing her clothes there <laughs> and and then later on i was thinking like because she she accidentally left the cake in the cellar so yeah well didn't she leave also her clothes or something like she would come come there to check the you know yeah yeah probably you know, like, yes but the, the time is relevant also. the man is is not there for a very long time i think yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, and of course after the cat, she's traumatized and she she doesn't think about anymore her clothes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I can see. It's a big trauma. Cat <laughs> ate my husband. Yeah, but okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's a lot of interesting psychological development in the characters. Like it's a lot about their relationship in the beginning, uh, yes, in the first half. It, there's a lot yeah. about about kind of. In a way, I started to see the movie as kind of, uh, in a way, um, metaphorical journey. You know, it's kind of more like psychological journey. Like if you if you don't think about it as literal, that is shrinking. What can we like look at it in a psychological sense? You know, what's happening to it? And oh, yeah. and in a way, you can see that like it's in the beginning, like the man has this confidence, like they they are on the boat and everything, and it's a man and a woman. And they and they, there's a lot about equality yes, in, their, yes. in their dialogue. They mm. they talk about in a way of how they are equal to each other, 
because they are like daring each other like you go woman go and get me a beer and then the woman is like go and get your own beer you know they are like <laughs> that's the subject of their talk in a way and then um and then later on like when he starts shrinking it's kind of, I kind of assume you know he's get he's man you know, he, he as a man is getting smaller or yeah. something and he becomes more and more unconfident he's like losing control of his own ego or something yeah. you know and he's like he's 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 challenged in a way you know his ego and he he starts getting more uh control over the woman he starts becoming more like a child in a way like when when he's like literally a child's size he starts acting more and more like a child yeah. you know and when he's like and and, at, and then at some point he's on the dollhouse he's living in the dollhouse and he's like he's he's just out of control at that point his emotions and his ego is like running loose and he cannot control it anymore and mm. he say, he says to himself that he has become a fascist towards his woman he he cannot let her go anymore he ca- he has to keep control and it's kind of an interesting reaction to the idea of getting smaller yes you know, his mm. mind is in a way getting like his ego is getting smaller and then and then he gets into the cellar where like we said already that he loses the the control or the connection with the world yeah. he becomes alone and he he says he says again himself like literally that he's like on a fast plane of this primal desert in a way and he uh. he, he literally <laughs> tore his clothes off they are like um uh, they are like shorts that he has and he has like this um he has like this um he literally like makes his own clothes in a way like he he looks like a caveman uh. in a way and he um he becomes more primal he becomes more pacey he, he, he in a way he's shrinking is an exploration of how his life becomes more and more uh basic more into the core essentials of of life and world and what is it is to be a human you know it's it's in the end his whole existence is about survival uh, to find food water shelter and to defend yourself against your enemies and in the end he beca- in the end end it all becomes to the point that what is human like yeah, yeah to the basic question of everything and what it's, what do you think that is like can you like uh, when he gets smaller and smaller so he becomes in the end like a, a pr- elementary particle of the world of the molecule you know? yeah like, so it's yeah, yeah. he's kind of this Paul Oster calls him a pa- small particle monad who is uh, only a pure consciousness he's nothing but mm. pure consciousness and he, he he says that he, oh, here it says that he he never disappears wholly it's not he don't become that's the point i think of the whole whole story is that he never disappears wholly he becomes kind of an atom yeah we probably even smaller than that that's the that, i think that's the beauty of it is that like well we were kind of disappointed in the end like it it's a very it's kind of a short movie compared to all the modern movies and it kind of ends right where it could get even more interesting you know like it it really cuts you off from of the possibilities of how far this shrinking man could shrink you know it it, it stops on the acceptance in a way it stops on I the moment think- you think yeah, so? We, yeah, we were kind of like, you know, in the moment that he like, he start, he, yeah, like, it, what happens is that he's, it's the, like the whole story and the whole movie is about him saying no, like him saying, like not accepting what's happening to him. Mm. And then it's slowly by the time when he's like in the basement, he, he has to accept his situation. He has to yeah. accept his, his fate. He like, gradually uh, accepts it, like gradually exactly. leaves behind yeah exactly all the all the yeah bigger parts you know and getting smaller and smaller into the essentials 
but until the moment where he accepts the whole universe and the existence and everything that he is part of it and he will be part of it and he he talks about god and and space and that and and we look into space and it's marvelous image i in think that we are kind of looking into space and thinking that he which is the good that he will become the smallest atom and smallest particle element that you could ever think about while we are looking into the most biggest planets that we can look into space you know and is there really any difference in the end you know it's just relevant yeah. relevant the whole size and the idea of time and space so you know he in a way he kind of looks up to the skies and and thinks that he is as big as any planet in the end you know him he will be connected to everything yeah Because, he says yeah. that the small the smallest of the smallest even the smallest means something because yeah. god has no zero point yeah, yeah exactly. i am still yeah yeah and it's a really beautiful ending but but we were kind of disappointed that because it ends on that note and then we were mm. like but we wanted to see how small he could get you know we wanted to see the what it would look like if he would become a particle you know like ah, but it, then it, would, you have... it would have that would have been a really fantastic voyage you know like yeah so <laughs> but it's okay then... it's okay Yeah. <laughs> Then you have to read the Primo Levi's book to find out what happens next. Yeah, can you can you talk about that? What was that? You think it's okay? Yeah. To... Go on. <laughs> I go on bravely. Aha. Aha. Yeah. So I I just want to mention this great uh, chemist who was also a novelist, a writer, who wrote uh, many books, but uh, the one I'm talking about is called The Periodic Table from 1975. Mm -hmm. And he's, he was Italian, so it was in Italian. And the, the, the meaningful point in that book is this... Um, one of the chemical subjects is carbon and the carbon atom like uh, what they knew in 1975 so so i think this connects very much exactly in this uh, the incredible shrinking man because the smaller and smaller it gets in the end you become uh, that you are part of everything, because you are just the smallest million part of the flake yeah. of anything. Mm -hmm. So you are part of everything, in fact, and that's the basics of it. It changed my thinking forever, that book. Yeah, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah? Isn't it like, isn't it, yeah, and in, in the sense that also, like, like, he becomes everything that, because in the book, the writer has um, kind of com combined his life, his memories and his existence into particles, into the building yeah. blocks of life and everything. So yeah. uh, every every chapter is like a, uh, a piece of the, um, uh, the periodic table. It's Yes, it's elements of uh, chemistry, you know, the, yeah. el the basic elements. Yeah, exactly. He, so he, Yeah, very clever, very, very wise person, really. Yeah, so in and yeah. humane. That's, that's, that book is humane, which is strange. Strange in a way, it's uh, chemistry. Mm. It's a uh, science, but it's the most humane book I've maybe ever read. So, so... What I think about is that, like, like uh, we are all part of, uh, basically, part of space, of cosmos. Hmm. It's, it's the humanity which is in us. It's, it's much more interesting than any, any um, technical things or, or science or anything. So what it means, in fact, all these particles, that there are no races. Yeah. <laughs> They're all the same. Yeah. So what are people talking about? 
You know, when they talk about countries and, and cultures and races and anything, we are basically all the same. And that's what this incredible shrinking man gives us. Mm. It's this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. So, yeah, and so, and then it reminded me of one more thing that you remember my aversion for space uh, movies. I don't like going to space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's it's much too big for me. Mm. No, I'm I like a flake, a little atom somewhere in the world, and I don't like to go there. It's it's too too it's too vast. Too it scares me to death. So mm. that's what it's basically. I'm not a hating space. I just can't grasp it. I don't yeah. want to grasp it. It's too much. Mm. And, well, all the space movies are not about space, in fact. Yeah, exactly. Like a, like a, a rival. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, so that's that I like very much. It depends. Of course, it all depends. Um, but I rather not. So I'm very glad that I got this um, to clear to myself why I and you and you like I was, the, uh, I, I was feeling guilty that I don't like space films. <laughs> why do they go there? They're crazy people. Why they go there? Mm. So some people are not afraid and they go there and they like they want to grasp the big big thing. For me, it's yeah. enough in the small things. Well, it's kind of like. You know, how I kind of have liked to look at it is that, in a way, um, for me, there is, I, I see a lot of alchemy in it, in a way of like saying, oh. yeah, like like saying that as above, as below, you know, like that, yeah. that I, I kind that in a way, like stories. Let's say, if, if in a way that we, the, that as far as we can go into space and into yeah. the universe and the outer limits of what we could find out there, all the possibilities, all the, all the limitless uh, encounters, you know, of of yeah. existence, the it is as infinite as we would go deep in in ourselves. Yeah, that's it. So in a way, like for me, I've I've been I like to see it in a way that that when we make stories or movies or books or whatever, we make stories about um, ourselves, like psychology. Yeah. When we make stories of of going very deep into our own psyche, in our deep inside us, it is it is as science fiction. It can it is as much. Um, exploration as if we would go to outer space. You know, it's as, yeah, it's yeah, as, it's as terrifying. Yeah. It's as scary. Mm. It's it is bottomless. You know, because it is. It, yeah. is, it is infinitely complex. You know, in a yeah. way, and and I, 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 in a way, I liked stories where they interweave these things. That there is no, there is no difference. In a way, ah, you and like I like that, that in this movie, in Shrinking Man, they they create this very nicely. That that yeah. in a way, the, it is also a very uh, symbolic or psychological evolution that the man goes through. It's a kind of a spiritual in the end that he he finds the crossing point of himself becoming part of the universe in a way. You know that he. Yeah. That he, um, when he looks up into the sky, and we we see the difference of the planets and him, there is in the end not a lot of difference, you know. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. That's why we started to talk about space and planets. It brought this incredible shrinking man brought us to the outer space yeah. and everywhere and inside ourselves mm. it's amazing film but the other movie that really uh, reminded me of this scene that this like the kind of perspective of this like how he's kind of shrinking and this and how 
and he's kind of meeting this midget and everything is that and how they are kind of uh, um, seeing the world from this kind of uh, smaller perspective like the whole world kind of starts become larger and larger around you you know this this really kind of reminded me of a very early uh, Werner Herzog movie oh yeah um from then from 1970 called yeah even dwarves started small have you seen oh it? i never heard no no i've never heard about this mm, it's one of the earliest herzog movies that i saw and it's a very it's a black and white movie it's a very uh, very alternative movie it's kind of weird comedy drama which is about uh, it's like a it's it's kind of it's a it's a german movie and it's uh-huh. in a mountain somewhere or something and it's like there's an institution on top of a mountain like a house uh, building and there is like and all of the people all the patients all the people yeah. inside the institutions are dwarves they are small people uh-huh. and like very very small people and even the 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 person who um kind of runs the place he's also a yeah. small person and the the movie kind of the whole movie is kind of about this this event that takes place where the all the inhabitants all the small people the patients of the institution they all rebel against their ruler you know against the person who runs the place and they just run a havoc in the place uh-huh. and then the, the 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 guy who runs the place he barricades himself in his office and he's just inside there and he doesn't want them and they are trying to get in trying to get him mm-hmm. out and they are kind of trying they want to destroy the system you know yeah the small people yeah. and and i think the whole movie like only i think only at the end of the movie we kind of we see a, a, a like a yeah normal size uh you know me- uh, common size person. person yeah and yeah. but but mostly it's it's completely <laughs> with small people and it's a very weird comedy movie where there is a lot of humor uh, uh focused on the size of these people it's uh-huh. a lot of the humor and a lot of the the jokes and all this kind of comes from the fact that they are all small people and that it's yeah it's 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 sometimes hard to see if the movie wants to laugh at the small people or are, <laughs> yeah. are they kind of small people everybody's laughing with Herzog about the movie you know yeah. because they are kind of having fun making the movie and stuff you know it's oh, like sometimes it's hard yeah. to say and it, there's a lot of very powerful symbolism in the movie uh for example uh like there's a scene where for example like like a lot of symbolism i mean related to the sizes of the people that they are indeed small persons in a world that is bigger than they are you know and for example yeah. there's a scene where there's this one tree uh, on the hill there's only one tree in the whole hill in the in, in the environment yeah. next to the house and they want to take the tree down they want to cut the tree you know because the tree symbolizes the authority you know it's like this mm. long lasting rooted system the authority kind of around there so they they want to take it down but it's impossible for one dwarf to get this tree down so they all come together and they are like this big group like an um, organism you know uh, and they together yeah. they 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 are they have the rope with the tree and they are oh, and they all together they break down the tree and they so all these small people together they have they were able to destroy the authority you know for example and so it's a very interesting movie and uh, especially one one scene struck me very much was this uh, it's a very simple uh, scene where one of the small persons uh, they he wants to uh, go to another room but there's a door and a yeah. handle and he cannot reach the handle uh-huh. and it's a very, like alice in 
Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, exactly. And it's a very long shot. Like, it kind of takes its time, the camera, to just look at this small person trying desperately to reach this handle of a door that he just Mm. cannot reach, which for us is the most ordinary thing in life. To just grab a handle and open the door and get out. But for this small person, it's an impossible task just because of a slight change of size. And it really Mm. struck me that, you know, like... It was a very powerful way of kind of portraying the... I think Herzog himself said that this 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 scene or this idea was kind of a, a turning point in his own existentialism, that he kind of realized, uh-huh. yeah, that this idea of a dwarf that who cannot reach a handle is kind of to him uh, the pinnacle idea of relativity in in the life and in, in the world. Ah. Exactly like in the Shrinking Man, in yeah, the so, Incredible Shrinking yeah, so, Man. This yeah, it changes your way of thinking, in fact, forever. Mm. When you see this, it's very impressive. But also, you know, it reminded when you talk about this group of uh, uh, small people in there. It reminded me of uh, <coughs> the Smurfs. The, <laughs> You know, Dargasim. Yeah. It's in, 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 in different countries they call it differently. But the Smurfs, and they have been staying since Oli was, you know, the, my oldest son, your brother. He was small, they came. And that's 40 years ago. So, and they are still today, the Smurfs are symbolic. And they are from Belgium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I yeah. think they are. But, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah they, are, they are, and they are also blue. But uh, you know, yeah. there's a lot of symbolism in that, and they they seem to. I thought it's a it's a fashion which goes away, but it was not fashion. It's it's so deep symbolism these days. It's still mm. today. Today I somewhere saw Smurfs, yeah. you know, uh, being sold in some form. And then another which it reminded me was uh, now when you say it's. This Jonathan uh, Swift's Gulliver's Travels. Yeah. Gulliver. Yeah, I don't know in English you say, in Finnish you say Gulliver. Yeah. No? Gulliver, Gulliver. Yeah. It's like Gull's liver, Gulliver. So he he is a great symbolist, this uh, Swift, this Jonathan Swift. And they have done movies from all these things. They have done movies. There's... There's a movie of uh, Gulliver and there's a movie of Smurfs and maybe many. Mm. Yeah. yeah. A group of small people uh, go overpower a big thing. There, and yeah. then also, of course, it reminds me this tree. It's a very big thing. I, I think it's a pity they took it down, this Herzog's uh, dwarfs. <laughs> <laughs> because... <laughs> because... You remember this uh, quattro, quattro, quattro volte, Volte? quattro, quattro, la quattro, quattro volte, yeah, yeah this beautiful volte. movie, this very impressive, one of the most impressive, so mm. they have this three symbol there very much and it symbolizes all kinds of things, not only this big authority, it, true, yeah, it, it is of course, yeah. It could be also something else so, in Verasok's movie and something more yeah. subconscious. Yeah, it's a lot to... I have to see it. It's a lot to think about. Very, very interesting. So, of course, this this movie, this The Incredible Shrinking Man, it has it has a meaning, meaningful, meaningful things about the size of a person. But you know when when the man in the end when he kind of goes more and smaller and smaller and smaller and we don't see him but he we hear his voice. Mm-hmm. So his voice I do you know I thought about it that how come he's smaller than any little atom can be? So his voice still is the same. <laughs> and he says that uh, that in the eyes of God He's the same. He's still existing, like with his voice, his normal voice. 
So how come his voice don't get smaller? No, it's, it's, it's taste. So that's that's a more spiritual thing than a real uh, chemical fact, you know. Like. Yeah, the the ending is very spiritual. It's like the guy looks like a monk. Yeah, because well. he's, he because he has this this caveman clothing, but then he collapses after he fought the spider, and then he wakes up and he has shrink even more. So his clothes became oversized, and now they yeah. they 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 hang on him like a like a rope, you know, like a monk's rope. Ah. And he looks like a monk, and yeah. it's the it's the transition, the transformation of. The spirituality, ah. you know, like he transcended into a kind of a higher level of spirituality, yeah. in a way, in that moment. And then he approaches the, you ha- there's this net, which is the the pathway to the to the yard, you know, this air ventilation, ventilation ah, kind of, yeah. you know, in the end, like it's it's like this uh, square net, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and he. Like before, he was not able to pass through, but now he's able to go through it. He can just like, you know, squeeze like through the holes, like just bend himself. And in a way, it's also kind of the like like now he can enter the world, the universe and the from the basement, you know. So it's like this very kind of, you know, symbolic moment that now he's small enough to get through because before he couldn't. You know, like he was too big still. So, but now he's like small enough to get through, and then he's um, he and also like and then and I noticed that the light lighting lightning of the of the of the moment it's like this uh, light that comes kind of from outside through it, and it shines this like shadow of this uh, net, a very very strong like black shadow on the wall and it's in the background it's all dark and you know what it's reminded me of Luna it reminded me of uh, Ingman Berryman yeah and um, the movie of the seventh seal <laughs> where the night the 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 night he stands like he's confessing to god mm. or something and he and there's this very similar way where he's like on a net and he's mm. hanging on it like he's keeping his hands on it and there's this strong light that shines on him and it's it's very very strong image that you have of, of this night and in that moment he's like talking to God and he's like reminiscing his his spiritual position on as a mortal on this planet you know like yeah. like because he's surrounded by plague he's surrounded by this chaos you know ah, the destruction yeah. of the world and everything yeah. so he's kind of like setting the He's 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 contemplating on his role, on uh, as a as a as the man of God, you know. And I think I I really found this kind of same scenes as kind of uh, like I I saw the similarity of Ingmar Bergman in in the Shrinking Man. Ah, oh, but when you described it now, no, I I have to see the seventh scene now. Must be I can put I can put the picture time. on the blog or something like of the ah, of the yeah, two yeah. scenes and kind of we can compare yeah. them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was when you told me this this thing now I had forgotten the, when I saw it so long time ago but now I it reminded me of the Terence Malick's uh, Tree of Life in the end when they like uh, you know the the light not behind him the shadows, but mm. I mean what he sees from outside. But yeah. draws, draws him out there to somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, Malik has also that very strong spiritual undertone in his, like very um, religious uh, spiritual undertone in his movies. Uh. But mm. I, I want to also talk about in The Shrinking Man, I want to talk about the 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 props you know all the because they made this huge they made a huge effort in the movie to make these gigantic items yeah you know like there is this these huge gigantic scissors 
yeah. that he has, and they look really like the real scissors. It's incredible, yeah. like, and they really feel like feel like they're metal, everything. Mm-hmm. And I, all throughout the movie, I was just marveling, like every detail and every little item, like the huge matchstick. It really looks like it's made of cardboard, like paper. Yeah. Like when 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 it's at some point it's like uh, the the cellar is flooding, and it's like covered in water and everything. It really looks like it's it's um, moisted, like like a paper is is moist, you know. And so it's a really incredible detail that they put into all the props and sets pieces and everything. And so the special effects are really phenomenal. Like I was and, really surprised how well. You remember this uh, when you were sitting on an easy chair in the living room and you were small. Yeah. They must have done that too. Yeah, yeah. They they started already when at that point they started to make all the furniture bigger. Mm. So he he becomes he, he has a pencil that is huge, and mm. he's writing a book. On, only the book itself is like his size, which is a little bit stupid. You know, it should be like uh-huh. much bigger. So that was the only where like I noticed like okay that doesn't add up really and and also <laughs> we were laughing a lot because <laughs> he goes to the circus like oh. he sees a circus uh, at some point on the street with yeah. um with these um freaks you know so to so to speak you know these, yeah, yeah. these circus mm. freaks um which are just extraordinary people and uh he see and then he he met he meets in the cafe he he meets a, a midget. I don't know if you can say these days midget, but in the movie they say d- midget. Dwarf. A dwarf. Or, yeah. A small people. A they small call person. Them. Yes, a small he meets a small person who in that in the movie she says that she was born as a midget, and she <laughs> she doesn't look anything like a small person. She looks <laughs> she's just like him, just like a normal person that they just has an enormous Normal set. size, yeah. Yeah, like, like yeah. they are just in a cafe that is gigantic compared to them. But, yeah. But she looks like a normal person and everything, and they are also in a park, and, and they look like each other. So it's very funny that they could have just, you know, used uh, a small person in it for real. Like, she's not a small person. She's just yeah, a yeah. normal person. Like, well, normal. Uh, normal size. Normal size person. And... So it's, it's really funny that they do it. But maybe in the end, like, it could... Because it's in the 50s, so you can understand <laughs> that it's, like, a little bit older movie, so they they should have hired a better role for that. But it's not so common back then. But you can also see it in a way that it's, like... Um, that's how the small person must have seen the world. Like, do they, do they, they yeah. feel like they are, like, let's say, normal size, you know, to their... Yeah. position but then everything else looks very you know more bigger and everything so mm. it, it kind of gave us this moment of perspective to how it must feel to be smaller yeah and that's also a very interesting thing because you were you have you also talked about these movies where you just uh you have like smaller size you know like the <laughs> You you talked about the uh, Austin Powers you you saw the movie. Oh where, my Austin Powers! Where yes. There was the mini me like the smaller size of a it's person. It's the spy who shocked me. <laughs> <laughs> it's surprisingly good movie. I never could look at it at first because it's so disgusting like, and yeah. then then I suddenly look at it in another after after this drinking man in another eyes and I like it it's a good movie <laughs> yeah. three stars I give it oh okay yes yeah. okay good. yeah but but so there was the mini me person everything and now we heard that Alexander Payne one of my favorite filmmakers is making a movie called Downsizing yeah yeah which is about shrinking like do you know more about it it's so no it's like it. It's like, but he said something about it that it's like about exploring how to how to um, figure out the problem of 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 space. Ah. Or, or something. Did. I don't know. You ah. you said something like that in an email. Now I don't remember. Yeah, it it's interesting. Yeah. It's so very it's, interesting to wait for it. Yeah, I think that's a very interesting concept. So I I cannot wait to see that movie. Uh, 
Maybe we yes. can go back to the subject of shrinking to size after that movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, nice. but do you th what do you think? Like in the Incredible Shrinking Man, to go back to the other set set <laughs> yeah. pieces and everything, what do you think the cake and the cheese was made of? Because there is this enormous, yeah. it, it was an enormous cake that mm. he has to go and eat, and yeah. there was also a cheese on a cheese, uh, um, cheese uh, like mouse trap. Oh yeah, yeah. And and so he's really hungry and he has to eat these things. And they look really horrible. Like the cheese looks a horrible cheese. I would never eat that cheese. Like, but he he takes a piece of it and eats it. So I was wondering, like, what what did they made it from? Uh -huh. You know, they had to make like this edible. Oh, it maybe cheese. it's uh, from Vartokumi, uh, foam rubber. But he ate it. Can you eat foam no, rubber? No, you can't. But maybe he spat it after no, they really, stopped filming. <laughs> also, the cake. He really takes it and hum, hum, eats it and everything. Oh, maybe they, it's made from foam rubber, and when he they show it separately when he eats it, and then he eats a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's one thing. It's really he takes a crap of it. Of course, he doesn't. He he goes in the in the cake. He goes like in the in the back of the cake. <laughs> yeah. Make something. So maybe they had a real cake yeah. there, and it just takes. So they have to make a huge gigantic cake or something like this. But yeah, this is a really fun movie. Um, also, uh, I think we 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 start to come to the end of our talk. But yeah. at at the end now, uh, as a light light thing, I also wanted to say that I was sometimes I have with these kind of movies, I have like this feeling like. If it's like a action movie or adventure movie or apocalyptic movie or something like a survival movie, I, I sometimes have this feeling like would would have would 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 I have survived? You know, sometimes yeah, yeah, you see yourself sure. in the movie and you think like 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 The Revenant, for example, could I have done <laughs> that? You know, I think Leonardo is the only person who who could have done it. Um, I think Leonardo is the only one who couldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. I saw him on Revolutionary Road lately. Again, yeah. I watched it a third time, maybe, and he's marvelous in it. He's a very good uh, uh, person, uh, computer person, uh, house house uh, husband. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very good. Like like you said that you saw him in the Revenant as the. Wolf of Wall Street, so he has this uh, jacket, yeah. costume on, and everything like you could mm. never imagine Wolf of Wall Street go into the woods and and survive like that. So no. yeah, it, it's a little bit strange. But okay, but I was thinking in the Incredible Shrinking Man, I was I was imagining that I think I would have been eaten immediately by the cat. <laughs> I think. I wouldn't have survived. By the cat, yeah. Yeah, by the cat, especially by the cat, because we have three cats now here. We have one. We have one kitten here that is like, um, it's like in the period that he's like, really destroying everything around him, around her. Like she's really uh, a, a beast, you know. And I, I was thinking, I was looking at the movie, and I, and there's this moment where he's battling with the cat, and the cat mm. is just watching him. And making noises at him, <laughs> and and I was thinking like our almond would have just eaten him, you know, like the cat's just not doing anything, you know, it, he would be dead immediately. And I think I I I, I would imagine that almond would have eaten me, you know, our yeah. And 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 if, with my luck, I was thinking with my luck, I would <laughs> have first accidentally fallen into a yogurt. <laughs> and then I would have crawled out, and then almond ate me with some nice yogurt as a topping. That would have been my fate as the incredible shrinking man, <laughs> eaten by your own cat. Yes, and in a yogurt. Like I was earlier killed by my own plant. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. aggressive plant. True. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think I I would have been too terrified with the, the survival in the in the cellar. I 
I would have fallen into the hole. <laughs> but, into at the le but at least you you cancer. survived until the cellar. I was already eaten by the cat, so you uh, you you got past the cat. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I would so. have dr fallen through the canyon in the between the floorboards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like that kind of moment where it just like it's it's as as it could have just happened that he just fallen. That's the end. That's the mm -hmm. end of that guy. It's just, yeah. But he survived, which is really amazing. Which is a very strange move in a sense that there is no way of altering his fate. There's like no way of reversing the shrinking. Like he just yeah. shrinks, but in a way it's not a sad ending. Yeah. It's not a bad ending. He survives all through his his uh, dangers. And I think it's also amazing that he immediately he was in a completely unforeseeable uh, situation new completely new situation mm -hmm. so he invented this uh, methods survival quickly immediately yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's amazing that he could find out that what he can use to survive <laughs> wonderful yeah. i i don't know if i would have uh, get all that yeah myself yeah. yeah yeah in a way it's like yeah It's like a more optimistic movie of uh, from The Revenant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so how did you? How many points did you give The Incredible Shrinking Man? Ah, let's see, let's see. Uh, incredible five. Five out of five. Five out of five stars. Great. Wow, that's a perfect I had movie. to. I didn't see any any fault. I gave it a nine out of ten. Wonderful. Yeah, that's it's a fantastic, inc very exciting adventure movie. Very simple. In some ways, it was for me more exciting than the new Star Wars Rogue One. Yeah. 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 It's... And this this is from 1957. Yeah. <laughs> Still, it will be forever good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In black and white. Mm -hmm. mm. So and I recommend I, it, yeah. I think, both exactly. very strongly. <laughs> Have an enjoyable evening or time. Yes. Okay. I think that's Yeah. It. So we say goodbye to everybody and thank you for being with us. Yeah. And goodbye. Goodbye. PC Movie Club was hosted and produced by me, Aaron Belts, together with my mother Lisa. To learn more about our episodes, you can go to pcmovieclub.com and look up more content about our podcast. Like, for example, a detailed timeline discussed in its episodes and a summarized list for other movies we mentioned, in case something caught your ear but you missed the title. Not to forget, of course, our amazing unique cover illustrations for every podcast done by either me or my mother. The music used in the opening theme and now in the background was done by Javier Suarez, who offers original music to be used in all kind of audio-visual projects under the Creative Commons license. Find out more at his website betterwithmusic.com. Also, it would be super awesome if you would take some time to rate us on iTunes. And thanks again for listening. <laughs>